and welcome back to Beauty from the Heart. I'm your host, Rose Gallagher, and each week I'm delving into beauty and beyond with people who I think are just bringing something positive to the world. So given that we're spending a lot more time at home at the moment, I really wanted to talk about home comforts this week. And I just think if we can bring a bit of magic to the really simple habits that we have, like make an evening meal a bit more special, then we can just find little ways to get by over the coming weeks. So joining me today to share some ideas on making the ritual of food extra special, it's Laura Jackson. Laura is well known for her presenting roles, whether it's, you know, tea four days with Nick Grimshaw or Take Me Out, The Gossip. But Laura's passion for food led her to launch her own supper club with her friend Alice Levine and they've written their own cookbook. And so today I've just asked Laura to join me and share some of her ideas so that we can kind of bring a few of those home comforts into the everyday. So Laura, good morning. Thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) And where are you joining me from today? I'm in East London in my kitchen. <laughs> oh, lovely. I'm in the living room and it's a nice sunny day and I've got a tweezers and mirror in front of me and it's just been one of those where I've attacked my eyebrows and done everything else that I wasn't meant to do this morning. But I think it's just a bit of a time like that at the moment, isn't it? Oh my goodness. I feel like if somebody was to act like attack my body hair they definitely need a lawnmower right now I mean (laughs) I think we're all in that boat though aren't we like there's nowhere to get ready for but anyway I digress I digress um I know you wear so many hats Laura but what I really wanted to delve into with you today is just bringing a bit of magic to home so I know you love food and you know creating these lovely dining experiences and I kind of wanted you to share some insight as to how we can do the same at home oh gosh I mean I've like I really I think that's one thing that's kind of kept me sane during this time is kind of cooking and the ceremonious aspect of laying the table and having dinner with my husband I think when everything's felt really chaotic at the end of the day you know just like putting my phone away putting some plates out lighting a dinner candle putting some napkins out it's it's such like simple little things and they're not like posh napkins or a posh candle it's just literally what you know things I've got at home but just that notion of oh right it's the end of the day let's have a conversation let's not be on our phones let's I don't know just eat and be present I don't know it really helped punctuate my day and I kind of started a bit of a hashtag about it called make a meal of it and it seemed that it resonated with a lot of other people globally as well and it kind of started this thing where everyone was setting the tables and making a meal of it from whether you know that was a jacket potato with cheese or a lovely three-course meal that they'd done for their partner on a Friday night it's just I don't know it really resonated with a lot of people I think it was really nice I was getting messages from nurses from the NHS saying hey I'm in a like a house share with loads of other nurses like we're going to make a meal of it on Friday mm. like my housemate's making shepherd's pie I'm doing this we're going to get a nice bottle of wine and we're all just going to sit and chat. And I just, I don't know, like there's just something that like, just felt really meaningful that people were doing that. It's so important, especially during this time. It's a great place to maybe share your feelings and talk and have conversations. And I don't know, it's been, been a bit 
mad hasn't it so that's definitely helped me that's it it's so important as you say but also so easy to overlook like one of the things you mentioned there was just having five minutes to not be on your phone to be honest I can't remember the last time I sat around with my family because we all sit in different places so it's just little things like this that I feel if one person does it as you say one day of that week it can be really transformative oh totally I feel like sat around the dinner table together it's non-confrontational isn't it because you're eating and you're sharing an experience with people and it feels like quite a safe space to be able to discuss things and at the moment I think there's so many mixed feelings in terms of like worrying or anxious about work or the future or you know when is this going to end and I think that having that time just to sit and chat is is just so important or just feel like someone's listening to you. Definitely. I know that coming back to the beginning of your story, you're from a really big family up north and I just wondered like how you felt those early memories have shaped what's become, you know, a love for these home comforts, knowing that you love sharing this ritual of having dinner all together. Was that something that you've always done from when you were younger? Yeah, we always used to sit down as kids together. Uh, and, and, and I remember like, because there was five of us, if we all had a friend for dinner, it was like there's <laughs> 10 of us. <laughs> so it was always a bit mad, but I loved it like that. I really did. I liked the chaos and I liked the feeling of home and that doesn't have to be a set place. Like I just liked the feeling of comfort of being cozy. And my mum always reminds me of when we used to go on holiday, if we'd go like camping to France or occasionally we'd go to Turkey on an all-inclusive I'd take stuff from my bedroom, like posters, and then put them up wherever <laughs> I was because I just wanted to make that place feel like my bedroom, which I think is quite funny. And actually, when I gave birth, I took my own pillow, like my like scallop embroidered edged pillow into the hospital. <laughs> and, you know, when we go on like trips with mates, I'll always like take a box of spices in case, you know, and a good olive oil in case they don't have it in the rental that we're renting. So I kind of like those home comforts. And I think I've got that from maybe living in a big chaotic family but I I like I've always said to people that I'm not very good at spending time on my own I don't enjoy my own company and I feel like I've been challenged through my life with that and people have said well that's ridiculous you should learn to like your own company or you need to learn to spend time with yourself it's really important and I I've always disagreed with it and even more so now because I've kind of been working from home and I've been on my own and I honestly occasionally feel like I'm going mad. I don't like my own company. I much prefer to have shared experiences. I much prefer to have conversation and for it to be personal and and tactile and you know, I remember living in a shared house. I used to go to the toilet with the door open because I just didn't want to (laughs) still had to have the chat. I can do it if I have to, but I don't, I don't want to. I don't enjoy that alone time. I love being with other people. Well, it makes sense. I was reading an old interview you'd done and I, it said something along the lines of you were so used to always having a chat in a big family that kind of the presenting seemed like a natural step. I suppose to do something like that, you just have to have like a natural curiosity about people that I don't really feel you can teach. You're either interested or you're not, aren't you? Yeah, basically you're either a nosy parker or you're not. (laughs) Yeah, I'm always, I'm just, I'm really interested in people. I love people's stories and 
I, I love listening to other people's opinions and how they do things. And I, I just think people are really complex and layered. And I'm such a, I feed off other people's energy. I'm a real, like, I'm a real sponge like that. And I, I definitely struggled during this time to just get myself up in the morning. And it sounds so ridiculous, but like, no, I it doesn't. Got to with my daughter anyway, but like, you know, getting up and like, oh, attacking the day. And normally I'm like, I'm, I love all of that stuff, but when you're on your own, you've got no one's energy to feed off you. I'm a, I'm not like sucking up other people's energy. I'm a bit like, Oh, okay. Then this is, uh, <laughs> yeah. got to like get myself going. And I, I find that, I find that harder if I know, you know, Oh, I've got this meeting at nine and I'm going to meet these three people and we're going to bounce ideas off each other. Like I'm, I'm just like, Raring I, I just well it makes sense then that one of the projects you're probably most known for is the supper club that you did with your friend Alice well we started that years ago so it was like seven years ago and then we kind of we rested Jackson Levine the brand about maybe a year and a half ago and then I've carried on and I've started um, a brand called host in its place and I just love the ceremonious aspect of eating like I said just getting people around the table and starting conversations and learning about people and talking about food I just I get such a buzz seeing people sit around my kitchen table eating it sounds really ridiculous but it just is so meaningful to me so I think just food and people together is I don't know it's like a match made in heaven isn't it so when we're not in this kind of climate do you have people around a lot and cook for them all the time all the time it must be a really big change to be honest with you I was saying this to one of my friends the other day I'm not someone that I don't really buy an awful lot of stuff I'm not terribly someone that goes shopping all the time but what I spend my money on is I love going for dinner it's my favorite thing to do sit have food have a bottle of wine have a laugh um say when you're hosting someone at home right can you talk us through what do you do to make that space feel special when you're having people around? So if it was, if we weren't in this time, we were allowed six people around for dinner. I'd just do something really simple, like roast chicken with um, potatoes, make a, like make a really nice autumnal salad, maybe like a squash and sage, just like kind of sharing platters of really easy feasting food. I'd maybe do like an autumnal eaten mess or some sort of kind of apple and blackberry tart or something, but just it, like, all sharing your food. And then I think it's just about creating a really relaxed atmosphere for people. Part of the reason why I do a sharing menu of just a couple of things is the fact that if you're in the kitchen all the time, your guests don't really feel relaxed because they kind of see that you're oh, rushing yeah. around and it's stressful and you're not sat at the table. So getting as much prep done beforehand is really, really important. So you can spend as much time with your guests at the table as possible. Um, and then just creating that atmosphere. So not having stark, bright overhead lights, having kind of mood lighting in terms of um, lamps, candles. Um, I do love a scented candle, but never, ever on the dining table. Yeah, it's too much, isn't it? I remember going to someone's house at Christmas once and they had some like frankincense and myrrh candle on the table. I was trying to meet my dinner oh. and all I could all I could taste was essential oils. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of layering a table. I think there's something quite romantic about it in terms of, you know, you've got your tablecloth and then you layer with a plate and your cutlery and a napkin 
and um, have some salt and pepper on there. Maybe have like some flowers or some botanicals, some naturals in terms of maybe it could be a bit of rosemary because that like really scents the table in a really nice fragrant way rather than the frankincense in there. Um, and then if you kind of really wanted to go all out, you could maybe write your own menus, write your own little placement cards where people are sitting, which yeah. is really sweet. People are always like, oh my God, you've gone to so much effort, but it doesn't feel like effort for me because I, I really, really enjoy it. And I, I enjoy the process. I guess it's a bit like someone who paints where they see a blank canvas and they sit all day and they paint and they kind of just, take themselves into another world like that's how I feel when I'm laying the table that sounds so silly doesn't it it's lovely and then having some really nice music is always great nothing too fast because there's actually some signs behind if you play really fast loud music you tend to eat faster oh really yeah having a good pace of music having a playlist that people kind of know but that you know not too distracting it's not too distracting I mean although it depends what kind of party that you're going for I am I love a film soundtrack that's my (gasps) favorite thing to do what are your favorite Um, film soundtracks I'm gonna throw love actually out there straight away (laughs) I actually haven't listened to that one um my favorite is call me by your name although some of the classical can get a little bit crazy so we normally skip over a few of those um and two of my all-time favorites are brother where art thou and um dirty dancing they're just incredible songs like incredible tracks and whenever um i've got like a group of friends and whenever that soundtrack's on when they come in and get a drink they're always like oh we know it's going to be a good night (laughs) i kind of love that yeah and that's the thing i really i just i don't know i think it's just such a crazy time at the moment but i really I really miss that. Like I really miss having my friends over and then walking in and just laughing and having a drink. And and that's why I kind of love just, you know, when I'm at home and I'm setting the table, even if it's just John and I and my daughter, just making like the little moments as joyful as possible for us really, really helps. And this is it. I think if we're going to have a bit of morale to keep going, we almost need to make the few things we're allowed to do a little bit more exciting. You know, your thing that makes you have that moment of home comfort is perhaps setting the table and the dinner ritual. My thing would Mm. be really taking care of just having a bit of a beauty regime in the same way that you mentioned earlier that your meal times kind of punctuate your day. I feel like my beauty routine does that. So like the minute I'm finished work for the day, even if it's two o'clock in the day, for whatever reason, I'll take my makeup off straight away. It's that kind of a thing. That's when I know, all right, you can chill out for the night. That's so lovely that you've got that, don't you think? Yeah, just the act of, come on, get in the shower, put a bit of a face on put some skincare get your clothes on for me makes me feel so much better and it's one of the things that just puts me in a better headspace to get through this endless wave of oh my god when is it going to end last night I was like had my I made myself a really nice curry and then I was like I'm gonna go upstairs I'm gonna run a bath I'm going to watch Bake Off Pastry Week Brilliant. in the bath. I'm going to give myself um, a face mask and then I'm going to exfoliate my skin. And then I'm going to put on like this overnight um, Lizelle um, mask that I use. Um, and, and that's going to be like my take care of myself today. I mean, Bake Off in the bath. Yeah. This is exactly what we were hoping for, Laura. Top tips for survival. I love it. Um, say like day to day when you haven't got time 
to have the bath and have that kind of extended time. What does morning and evening beauty routine look like for you? For, I tell you what, first of all, we'll talk skin and then I'll ask you about your makeup. But skin first, what do you kind of enjoy using? Um, so I have used Lizelle for a really long time and I kind of um, am working with them at the moment, celebrating that they're 25 years old. I must have been using them for 10 maybe it's longer than that actually, um, that I've been using their cleanse and polish. So, you know, I really like to work with brands authentically that I love and use. Yeah. Um, and I, and I've been using cleanse and polish for a really long time and that's pretty much like, I don't have a big long skincare regime and I definitely like float between like a few of the brands and doing some different pieces. Like I kind of go with trends with lots of other things, but my little, cleanse and polish is has been a staple in my skincare regime for a really long time and I think it's just because it's quite I don't know I'm really lazy I'd love to say oh god I spend like hours doing I'm so lazy like I'm just a bit of a lazy tomboy do you know what though Laura I do feel like to be honest there's so much information online about skincare and I was having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day my routine is really simple and I don't feel like we need millions of steps to do a really good job like cleanse and polish for example it's funny you should say you've been using it such a long time because actually my first real journey into skincare was cleanse and polish I was on an internship it was my first ever internship and um, Kelly one of the ladies looking after me she used to say have you tried this have you tried that and they always used to say to me because I really wanted to be a beauty journalist they always used to say you love makeup but you're not as passionate about skincare and she gave me cleanse and polish and I I completely fell in love with skincare like you say because it was so easy and simple and that's what people want. I think anything that comes with a face cloth and I don't have to buy my own is like a winner. Fantastic. Um, and it's really hard, <laughs> isn't it? Because like this feels like, oh, it's really salesy. Like, oh, I love this product. But I really, I really, really use it every day. Like, yeah. I, I don't always wash my face in the evening unless I'm watching makeup in the bath. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like that is kind of my hero product and and then I've kind of been trying to do a bit of facial massage as well because it's free and it really kind of helps get that blood circulation going in your face it's uplifting it kind of gives you a bit of a glow um and it, you know I do actually find that quite energizing in the morning when I'm feeling a bit ugh, if I've kind of washed my face and then I kind of give it a bit of a a bit of a pump up with the facial massage and then I kind of I'll use maybe um a facial oil and um I actually use the Lizelle um eye cream yeah there's this really small brand called by Sarah I don't know if you've heard of them no I they're amazing they're a really amazing they like make about five products and they've got hardly anything in them and everything's labeled at the front and I use that as like a facial oil because I think at the moment my skin's really dry yeah. I feel yeah. like I've got that kind of cream nourishing wash from the cleanse and polish and then I'm adding in some like oil and extra moisture with the um with the oil but yeah I'm not like I remember like going on a work trip with somebody who will remain nameless um they literally (laughs) had like an extra suitcase for their skincare and makeup I was like that actually blows my mind I I, like (laughs) I, I I like to try new things but I'm not like excessive about it yeah small bag that I carry around with me 
of bits and pieces that I really love. And then I use until they're gone. And then I decide whether I'm going to buy them again, or I'm going to try something different. Right. What's in the small bag, Laura? That is the best thing I've heard. I love that. Well, I was using that um, Kate Somerville, I think it is. Um, oh, I love her. Yeah. Really nice. That, like um, retinol face cream. My Lizzo cleansing polish, I usually carry, if I'm traveling, I'll have a small one with the cloth. What makeup's in the bag? See, I don't, I do, I do really like makeup, but I can live without, I, I do love makeup and I actually know I couldn't live without it, but I, I've got like a, a Laura Mercer, um, tinted moisturizer. Tinted moisturizer. Yeah. And then I've got like a little Glossier brow gel and then a YSL, um, mascara and some little, um, eyelash curlers to be honest Laura I'm the polar opposite in that I'd be like your colleague that had the big suitcase full of stuff are you the person that's like adding on extra luggage do you know what I love all the bits I do you know something it's because a little bit for me is I like to feel like I've got all my comforts with me however you'd laugh like I never spend more than 15 minutes on my makeup and this is someone that loves makeup wants to use it all the time I just I totally get you that I feel like if it's too excessive it actually sucks all the fun out of it whereas a simple routine like what you've said there and like for me not taking all the time in the world that's when beauty can become a nice step in the middle of all of this if I was thinking of a million step ritual every night I'm just not even going to do that and I'm going to give up but when you know that you can make a huge difference in 15 minutes it makes you more excited to do that yeah I think I mean listen I'm I'm always really blown away by people that spend hours doing their hair and makeup and that I mean I, remember, I don't know if you're the same but I remember at school when you know you'd get, you'd be going out and you'd literally start getting ready at five on Saturday to go out for eight. Oh, absolutely <laughs> and actually I used to prefer that to the night out like definitely definitely but you know it was the application of the fake tan and then curling the hair um plucking the eyebrows doing the nails uh, shaving the legs it was like a whole routine that took hours and actually remember some of the boys from school who also used to take hours getting ready gelling the hair having the shower you know doing all that yeah whereas now I'm just the complete opposite but I think it's since I moved to London that I I don't know I realized that I guess I didn't need to look so prepared for battle and People were maybe more accepting of the fact that I wasn't wearing six inches of foundation on my face. I don't know. It is interesting. I went to uni in Liverpool. Well, I'm from Birmingham, went to uni in Liverpool, learned everything I knew about beauty and makeup there. And then when I came to do my internships in London, I'd be rocking up with like, honestly, nine o'clock in the morning, having got the train from Birmingham that morning. And I'd turn up to these internships, literally looking like something off RuPaul's Drag Race. And I, I couldn't believe it. Like there is, it's so funny you should mention that, but there is such a more kind of as a general rule laid back aesthetic and I was getting all dressed up and it was just (laughs) you could tell I wasn't from nearby put it that way I I loved that and and I was the same I was the same you know I gosh I mean I remember my mum being like you should definitely put a coat on love it's gonna be really cold and I'm there in like a mini skirt and a boob tube in the middle of winter (laughs) about to go to Visage in Huddersfield for my night out um yeah I've grown up and I loved it I wouldn't change a thing about it I, I 
I loved my streaky fake tan and my overplucked eyebrows and my ridiculous eyeliner going to school. Like I loved it. It was great. And there's such a com- com- camaraderie. I can never say that word. Um, like amongst your like girlfriends of everyone coming and like, definitely. Yeah, it's great. I wouldn't change a thing. But then also I love that London is, you know, is less is more. And there are different, I think I just learned that there's different ways to express yourself apart from wearing it all on your face. (laughs) Definitely. And I agree with what you said that however you kind of come, you will be accepted. Like when I used to turn up, they used to get a great kick out of what have you put on today? You know, it was always like a bit of a spectacle in an in a nice way. Oh, they were lovely to you though. Oh, they were lovely. They absolutely loved it. However, this was the same team that gave me the cleanse and polish, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they were trying to take it off. No, they were that to be honest, people often ask me that and I had the best I interned for about six months at different places and it was just the best experience ever and I I met the loveliest people that I'm still in touch with today. It really set me up to be really passionate about kind of beauty in general. Um, I mean, who are are your favourite kind of brands or people from beauty, would you say? Oh, that's a hard one. So many. I know. I I, I like love all the old school brands. Um, Lazelle, the fact that they use natural ingredients and they work with James Wong, who's an incredible botanist. Um, And they do that whole like field to face thing where they have a transparent supply chain with with the farmers and with the producers and with the growers of all the ingredients that go into their products. So I like, I love those kind of brands. Is there a makeup artist that you love? Like if you're working and they book that makeup artist, you're like, yes, I'm going to feel wicked today. Two people that I really love as makeup artists is Lisa Eldridge and Pat McGrath. Like those two are people that I really, I mean, Pat's makeup is just incredible she's she's just unbelievable and um you know I've loved like following their journeys and I I love Lisa Eldridge I love her work and I I love her as a person I think she is just so lovely and kind and warm and um, it kind of makes me love her makeup even more but I love her, her like she's quite soft with her makeup approach which I really like and I do kind of um, watch her videos and, 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 and take bits and pieces from that. But I also really love loads of the new, really cool, interesting brands. I mean, I love what Rihanna's done with Fenty. I love the yeah. kind of a brand for everyone. I mean, I love what they've done with their new beauty campaign using breast cancer survivors as their um, ambassadors for the brand. I just think that's amazing. I love like by Sarah that I told you about earlier on. So Sarah works with her sister and they've kind of come up with all of the formulas and all of the products themselves. It's a really small company. Everything's made, you know, in small batches. I love that. And I I really love Lush. I've always loved Lush. Um, I remember going to the Lush store in Meadowhall in Sheffield, you know, they pump out that smell and you kind of... Oh, yeah. You you smell it before you see it, don't you? I know, you can. You always think, oh, it's those bloody bath bombs whatever (laughs) so much more than it's such an amazing brand as well like they um i I use their shampoo bars because they're great to travel with not that i'm traveling at the moment but um they come in a little tin there's like no packaging no waste they're all like handmade still it's still a family-owned company as well so oh so many so many and i love learning about the new brands that i hear about and follow just online by like 
you know, beauty bloggers and things like that. And, um, and Glossier, I think what they managed to do was really incredible. Yeah. Um, like such worldwide phenomenal success and, you know, really fun products that people love. Well, there's a few there that I haven't tried before and I'm definitely going to have a look into, Laura. Um, You know, I said to you earlier on, I just want at the moment practical steps to feel a bit nicer at home. And when I was thinking who'd be the perfect person to do it, you came to mind straight away. So thank you so much for everything. If I could ask you one last thing, Laura. Of course. Say this weekend I'm going to be at home, not doing anything, what would you recommend as like a nice winter warmer dish that I can try to bring a bit of home comfort? A hundred percent roasted squash. So um, get like a really nice squash or a pumpkin and roast it in the oven. You can put in some olive oil, salt and pepper, maybe some cumin in there, a bit of honey as well. Um, roast that off and then have that with kind of um, fry off some sage and some butter and have it with ricotta and sprinkle it with some sea salt. And that is kind of really simple, but it's such a autumnal, wintry, flavoursome dish that it's it's something that I probably eat every week because it's really delicious during this time so yeah okay confession time the irony of all of this is you are talking to possibly one of the worst cooks you've ever met in your life (laughs) however you've completely inspired me I'm going to give that a go and I will send you a picture so that I'm held to my word it's so easy and it's so so there's nothing for me especially during this time there's nothing nicer than a roasted squash because it's I mean it's such a hearty vegetable but it's so sweet and delicate and delicious and goes with everything and anything like I'm yeah I love a squash what can I say (laughs) okay you leave that one with me Laura thank you so much for joining me for anyone that wants to reach out and hear any more about you just tell us where we can find you um they can catch me on instagram at i am laura jackson thank you so much rose it's been so nice to chat yeah thank you it's been lovely (laughs) all right have a lovely day and i'll speak to you soon bye Thank you so much for listening and a big thank you to my producer Ella for putting that together for me I hope you enjoyed you can reach out at Rose Gallagher on Instagram I'd love to hear your thoughts and I'll look forward to seeing you again next week take care